Jesus went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. So his fame spread throughout all of Syria, and they brought him all the sick, those afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, those having seizures and paralytics, and he healed them. Matthew 4, 23 and 24. Welcome to day four of The Chosen's 40 Days with Jesus book two devotional titled Endgame. I'm Danica, and you're listening to the Unlearning You podcast, where we help you remember who and whose you were before the world told you who you weren't and live like it. Jesus was leading a growing caravan because, of course, he was. According to Matthew, no one was turned away. All who came to Jesus for healing were healed. It's a wonder the crowd ever dissipated. So yeah, it would have been something to see. And by all accounts, it was an extremely successful public ministry launch, since word of the carpenter's son turned miracle worker spread like wildfire. Because of course, it did. But it wasn't just a healing tent party. Jesus was proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom which is an easy part of these verses to overlook since it's healing that fills the proverbial seats and, by comparison, preaching is so much less interesting. But Jesus' message of salvation was the whole point, which means the miracles were a way to draw people in and convince them to stay, listen, and hopefully believe the guy in the pulpit. The miracles confirmed the message. That said, suffering does have a way of making itself the main thing. Not only is it really hard to cope with physical and emotional pain on a daily basis, it's also difficult to reconcile suffering's very existence with a loving God. In other words, if God is loving, why does he allow suffering in the first place? And because that's a totally legitimate question, some people don't even stick around for an answer. For so many, the question itself becomes a resolved statement of disbelief, of rejection. People reject God based on the fact that he allows suffering. Conversely, people ran unmasked to God, to the God-man based solely on the fact that he was ending their suffering, which means the pain drove them to Jesus. And now that we're getting... And now we're getting somewhere because unfortunately, pain, or rather needing relief from pain, is often the reason some of us seek God or cling to him. It's simply not our human tendency to surrender our hearts when everything is fine. We don't often seek help in abundance or change course when the road is smooth. Sadly, we all need a little healthy dose of desperation to recognize our need and our total inability to meet our need. So if suffering causes otherwise independent, self-sufficient people to run to Jesus and believing Jesus' message is the key to spending eternity with him in heaven, then doesn't it stand to reason that there's an eternal purpose in suffering? Without it, the crowds would not have flocked to Jesus and they would have not have heard his message of salvation and life everlasting. Moreover, without pain and desperation, our hearts tend to wander away from Jesus even after we've embraced him as Savior. 
Comfort brings ease. With ease, we seek, we cease to seek. So pain tends to be a spiritual blessing in disguise our whole lives long. Like healing, suffering is not the end. It serves the end game. That's not to say that suffering isn't heartbreaking. It broke Jesus' heart over and over. The Bible says he had compassion for people who were suffering. But he also understood its purpose because he sees beyond temporal, earthly moments to eternity. And he's willing to endure pain, even his own unspeakable suffering on the cross, to ensure we have every opportunity to spend a pain-free eternity with him in heaven. Because of course, he is. That's, that's, that hits home for, for a lot of people. Um, is there, what's that bring up for you? I really would love to know what your experience is with, with that desperation of suffering and, and what, whether it drove you from or, or drove you to Jesus, please do reach out to me. You can email me at danica.treble at gmail.com and share your story with me. Let's move into the prayer focus. God knows your pain and he has tremendous compassion for you. Pour your heart out to him. Tell him about your suffering, but also ask for help to trust him more knowing the things he allows have eternal purpose. Rest in knowing that healing will come on earth or in heaven. And that can be so challenging sometimes to, when we're in the midst of the pain and, and lack of understanding can, can add to the suffering and to the pain. If there's someone who's sick and we don't have a diagnosis or a prognosis or a treatment plan, it's the, the unknowing that really perpetuates the, the suffering, which is, which is not knowing. It's the what ifs. And so really sit with God in the middle of that and have him just just meet you there and he can take it he can take your anger he can take your frustration he can take your hurt expressed in any form and just allow him to meet you there and and, and minister to to the pain and to the understanding and let me know what happens in the moving forward questions, the first one is, in your own words, explain why a loving God allows pain. That's a, that's a good one. These are all good. Um, but it is really, it is powerful to write these out, to answer them, and, and to even speak them out loud, because it's one thing to think it, but then when I hear myself say something out loud after thinking, I was like, oh wow, that doesn't make sense now that I say it out loud. And I'm like, do I really believe that? Or was that voice in my head the one that 
someone else used to tell me something that I believe that I don't really believe. <laughs> Welcome to the inner works of Danica's mind. Um, the next question is, Job suffered, John the Baptist suffered, Paul suffered. The list goes on. But all three men were monumentally used by God to build his kingdom and point people to Jesus. What does their suffering teach you about your own? Read Revelation 21, 3 and 4. Healing is a certainty for all who believe because God promises heaven will be pain-free. How does knowing what lies ahead impact what you're dealing with today? You know, there's, there's the, there, in the, in the personal development world and in even, well, specifically, especially even in the Christian world, people can be like, oh, they're there. It happened for a reason. And it can be so patronizing when you're on the receiving end of, they're there. It happened for a reason. All things work together for the good. To be fair, those people don't know what else to say. They can't help. They want to help, but they don't have a way to help. Another perspective of that is they didn't ask how, what kind of help you need. But again, most people don't know that that's an option. So when we are the ones in the suffering and in the pain and somebody says, oh, all good things, just there's a lesson in the middle of this. Oh my gosh, I'm not sure if, <laughs> well, what I wanted to say is that's like them taking the shaker of salt after I've, a wound has been left gaping open and them just shaking the salt right in the wound. There, there, shake, shake. There's a lesson, shake, 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 shake. All things work together. Lid falls off and the whole thing of salt pours in the gaping wound. Sure, we know that is true because we've survived 100% of the crisis and the sufferings we've been through up to this point. What we need when we're in suffering is to just know that it's okay to suffer, that it's okay to feel the feels, and that someone's going to sit there with us and not try to fix us, not try to make us feel better, and just listen. And as we are expressing what we're going through, we start to heal. And so if somebody starts trying to tell you they're there, you have every, um, every right to say, you know what, thank you. And I, I appreciate what you're about to say, but what I really need is, and then tell them what you really need. Sure, it shouldn't be on you to know. Sure, it should be something that people know to ask but our society is taught to hide things and emotions and and not ask questions and just jump in and fix rather than know what the other person needs and we fix from our perspective not the other person's and so 
So feel free to speak what it is you need. Feel free to feel what you're feeling. And if you need a safe space to land, please do reach out to me. Um, I'm here for you because I love you. I see you.